Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. What's up, Weight Inclusive Innovator fam? We are back another week. And today we are going to be doing a business recap of our first quarter of 2022. But before we dive into today's episode, let's check in with Hannah. Hannah, what were your highs and lows of the week? Hey, Morgan. I am so stoked for today's episode and I'm I'm curious where we'll go, but I'm feeling a little brain fried. This is not my high. This is a side tangent. Like I know we were talking off the off mic about just feeling like a little blah this week, or I can't even tell you what happened kind of feelings. And I am right there. So if I seem a little spacey today, I know I I stopped mid sentence talking to Morgan earlier. And I was like, I literally don't know what I was going to say. It is because (laughs) I am spacey. So just want to give that disclaimer, but my high this week is it was a slower week for me. I had less meetings than I usually do. Um, I only had a couple business coaching clients this week. And honestly, it's always funny to me how the universe delivers what I need because this week was tough a little bit in my personal life. And so it was, it was nice to just have some space. Do you have spring break in Colorado right now? I think it starts next week. Okay. I've it's spring break right now in Houston. And so I know a lot of clinicians have been slower just kind of with all things because everyone's pausing this week. So wasn't sure if that impacted you at all. It didn't impact me in particular, but I think it is impacting my team next week. Um, just having some cancellations and some skipped weeks, understandably, if people are going out of town and stuff. So totally, but for my slowness, nope, just no idea what happened. It just worked out that way this week, which was really nice. Um, and my low this week is I went to this event. I'll just leave it broad. And it was, it was a flop and it was really awkward and I'm not an awkward person. I will literally talk to a fucking brick wall, but this experience was just like, Holy shit. Uh, like pulling teeth, trying to get people to talk to me. It was very humbling and it was very cringy. So I'm going to call that my low because not everything in this space is super shiny and awesome. Like sometimes you go to an event like after work hours and you show up. One of my biggest values is showing up. And so I showed up and I was like, oh no, it was fine. There was nothing tragic or bad that happened. It was just, it just, I felt helpless. Like I couldn't help anybody. It was a weird setting. So that is one of the most humbling times as a seven, when you go to an event and you leave it and you're like, what just happened? Cause I'm the same way I can go talk to anyone about anything. And so whenever I go to an event and I like leave it feeling like that was either chaos or awkward or whatever, I'm like, Ooh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. But you're like very relieved when it's over. Like when I got in my car, I was like, <sighs> deep breaths. Yes. What were your highs and lows this week? 
okay, I'm right there with you. And like, I couldn't tell you what I did this week. It has felt like such a blur. I feel like we were recording last week's episode, like yesterday (laughs) afternoon, like less than 12 hours ago, it feels like. I had to go on my Instagram story archive to figure out what I did this week. Uh, I don't really know if that's a good or a bad thing, but um, a few good things that are like, you know, small little wins this week. I got started on a quiz slash assessment for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy to help guide people on what information they need to know. You know, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And so just being able to provide guidance on that. I onboarded, and not me personally, but working for Superbill, we onboarded someone else this week who happens to be a dear friend of mine. So that was really fun. And then not related to business, but my landlord invited me and my neighbor over and we did some tequila tasting, which was super fun. And then we put on The Bachelor and just watched The Bachelor. And he like cooked brisket for us and sent us home with like a to-go plate. I don't ever want to leave my apartment because my landlords are the shit. I love them so much. Oh my God. That is such a dreamy scenario. When I've rented in the past, I've just had really shit landlords. Actually, I had one really amazing one who like let me out of my lease early and and gave me my full deposit when I needed to. When I was, if you listen to my business story, it's a time when I go through a breakup and yeah. But every other landlord has either been like super absent or shitty or like, yeah. Oh my God. I remember. And now I'm going to make our check-in really long, <laughs> but there was this time in my last apartment before I bought my condo that literally Morgan, the toilet started backing up and so did the sink. <gasps> and I literally had to spend two hours scooping things into the bathtub. Stop I didn't it. know what else to do. Waiting for a maintenance person to come help me. Oh no. And I could not get a hold of the landlord. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was disgusting. That's awful. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Luckily it was just water. That's what I'm telling myself. Sure. It looks sure. just like water, it was but just water. It was just water. It was the cleanest water there ever was that I was touching and throwing into my bathtub. Um, but two hours, it wasn't, it was a nightmare, mm. honestly. And you, like I couldn't stop because it would have flooded. Yikes. Yikes. Anyway, I'm so, so that, sorry. So brisket and tequila and like warm family feels. Oh yeah. That is like top level shit. Yeah. They're, they're great. I'm actually going to, so his wife and daughter are uh, touring colleges right now up in the new England area. And I'm like going to grab them from the airport tomorrow. So it's just, yeah, it feels, it's so nice. I love it so much. So anyway, those are my highs of the week. When thinking about my low, nothing fully stands out as a low this week. Like nothing was a super high high either. I think it was just kind of like a very middle of the ground week. The only thing that I could think of is we had, I had to edit the episode last week's episode and it ended up being an hour and 30 minute long episode. And so it just took way longer to edit the normal. And so I had to like break that up into chunks. And it was kind of one of those things of like, oh my God, is this ever going to end? Not to deter you from listening to it. It is a really good episode, but you just have to be so particular when you're editing. Like if there's any really long pauses, like cutting those out, things like that. So not really a super low, low, but a low nonetheless. That would be irritating. I would be like, that's a good word. For it. We have noticed we, we have a lot of stories and a lot of, um, funny things that we like to share in the information that we provide that is businessy. And we've noticed our episode lengths creeping up, which 
I love long episodes. I love when people have long podcasts because I usually listen to them while I'm cleaning or going for a walk with Bennett or something. And so I don't mind it, but I think a lot of listeners like that 45 to 50 minute range. That's like their attention span. So, so that's our goal for this episode. We'll see if we hit it or not. Dun, dun, dun. But before we dive into this episode, here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, Weight Inclusive Innovators, Heather Kaplan here, founder of Weight Inclusive Nutrition and Dietetics, also known as WIND. WIND is a community for weight inclusive providers, students, and interns. We're hosting our annual virtual spring conference, April 28th to 30th, and would love to see you there. Are you frustrated by the Academy's recently proposed guidelines for adult weight management? Looking for a space to connect with fellow weight inclusive providers and get weight inclusive continuing education? If that sounds like you, I'm right there with you. Our virtual spring symposium is open for registration, and you'll save $100 by registering before March 25th. Join us for three full days of continuing education, connection, and group discussions. Our featured topics for this WIND Spring Symposium include navigating your client's weight loss goals through a weight-inclusive lens, weight-inclusive interventions for PCOS, a research review on weight-inclusive care for clients post-bariatric surgery, and the connection between food insecurity and eating disorders, and a unique perspective on the food access pyramid and how you can implement that in your client care. Go to weightinclusivenutrition.teachable.com or email us weightinclusivenutrition at gmail.com for more information and how to register for the spring symposium happening April 28th through 30th. So we're talking about the first quarter of the year today, which ends on March 31st. I cannot even believe literally one fourth of the year is over. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? Where did time go? Whenever I jumped into entrepreneurship, time sped up. I agree. There's not enough time either. It's, and I mean, I even feel that in this moment, it already being Friday. And like we talked about, it feels like we just recorded an episode. It is like, you are going all the time. And then all of a sudden it's the end of the quarter and you're like, Huh? Wasn't ready for it. Not ready for it. Not ready for Q2 either. Haven't set my goals yet. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to share a little bit about what our goals and intentions were. I'll just go on a little tangent here. The word goal is tough because I feel like it's very, very black and white and rigid of like, here's the thing you need to do when so much shit can influence actually getting things done. So I like in intention. And I talk about that in my clinical work with clients who are recovering from eating disorders too, of like, we have this intention of doing a food exposure. Like, can you do this with a friend in between our session? And if something happens, okay, let's talk about it and see what was going on to where we can recalibrate and try something different to see if that helps. So aggressively nodding my head over here. I, nothing irks me more than smart goals. I know they're needed. (laughs) I get it. It's fine. I I like to make decisions based on how I feel. It hasn't led me astray so far. So I love the word intentions over goals. If for whatever reason I say goals during this episode, because that's what I'm like conditioned to say, I really mean intentions. They are like loose parameters of things that I'm keeping a pulse on in my business. I love that. And I'm with you too. I'll probably use the word goals as we go. Um, And we want to have things to strive towards in our businesses. If we don't have a goal or intention, then We don't know where we're going financially or what we're going to offer at our businesses or how we're going to grow. Like there has to be intentions there. Totally. 
What were your intentions for Q1? So when I read intentions, again, I'm with you. I hate smart goals. Mine are very, a little loosey goosey. It's not like add X amount of this to that to get this. So I'll name my kind of top three that I could think of in this moment. Again, I'm a loosey goosey person and I kind of, I get caught up in the day to day a lot. And then if I try to sit down and set intentions for the next quarter, like I'm already thinking about Q2, I'm, I freeze sometimes. My brain is like, I can't, I can't come up with anything in this moment, but as I go through my day and I'm like in the work, I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to prioritize this next quarter. And then I wish, and I'm going to try this. I wish I I'm going to dump it somewhere so that I can reference it. If like Q2 ideas anyway. So my intentions were at nurse Colorado. My biggest thing was focusing on supporting my team and getting their caseloads filled up. So it's normal in the holidays for caseloads to go down a bit. People are traveling, people need a break. Uh, there's a lot. So in the first two months of the year, we really pick it up with marketing, with our Google ads, with all the things that we can do to be connected in the community and, and let people know we exist and we're here to support. And that's been really successful. Um, people are doing a great job at treating their clients and um, building their caseloads. And it's really awesome to see and to like get to be a part of that in a different way. I also did a lot of delegating at Nourish Colorado. So we have two people outside of me in leadership and just being able to trust and hand off things and see them get done. I can't even tell you the euphoria experience with that. Oh, I'm sure because, it was so good. So good. Because that's one of the hardest things as business owners that we experience is nobody cares about your business in the same way that you do, which is just normal, right? Like our asses are on the line. And so of course we care about it a lot and we're passionate and we're the leaders and, and things. And so when you bring someone else into that, it's, it's always a crapshoot of like, is this going to be, is this going to be great? Is this going to be hard? What's going on here? So it's been great. And it's really helped me be able to do the bigger work in Nourish Colorado around managing the business, um, thinking about our growth, more visionary leadership stuff. And then I meant to list my intentions before I talked about what actually happened, but we're just going to roll with it because we're, we're flexy over here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then my other intention was I knew transitioning to a new biller for nourish Colorado was going to be a big thing. And so, um, really just focusing on that. So those were kind of my big three of building my clinicians caseloads and helping them with that delegating to leaders at my team and then transitioning biller for values driven group, which is my business coaching offerings and insurance consulting. I wanted to launch the website with you, Morgan and did it. We did it. (laughs) And I also, um, other intentions were to just let it be for now. I didn't want to do any active marketing. I didn't want to get on social media with it yet. Cause I just didn't have the capacity to give it its due diligence. So that was an intention I set. And then other random things is focusing on school. And that's about, that's about where my intentions lie as far as like business type stuff. Love that. Those are good intentions. I, uh, I just, like I said, keeping a pulse on things. Those are all core things to keep a pulse on in order to help you get through Q1. Where did you land with all of them? So I'll start in the order that I went in. Nourish Colorado, 
like I said, we did build up people's caseloads, which was awesome. And just to watch them thrive is amazing. We did get people in leadership and give them more roles, which has been great. We are successfully changing the biller. We're having cash flow issues, which is so annoying. It's not the biller's fault, it's insurance. And that's just really normal for anyone out there who is an insurance based practice around the holidays, you know, because, and we'll talk about this in our insurance episode in the future. There's a four to six week delay at times in getting paid out claims. And so we're still getting quote unquote paid out claims from slower months. And so it's like, okay, we're ramping up and I'm paying out everybody's, you know, payroll and things, but the money's not coming in quick enough Mm -hmm. and um, it will come. It's just like, like a little right now. Um, We had an employee leave on really good terms, helped her transition out. We got a new employee and we went on a really fun employee trip, which was really nice for team bonding. And we are working on systems. And so that was another intention I kind of had for Nourish Colorado in the back of my mind of like, let me observe the systems that aren't working. And we have tweaks and things that have been really helpful. Do you mind sharing briefly, like big picture, what those systems were that you put in place? Yeah. One thing is there seemed to be too much of a delay between when a client reached out versus when they got a clinician on a clinician schedule. And we found a lot of that is the back and forth emailing of trying to set up a discovery call. Discovery calls a 10 to 15 minute call you do with a client to start the rapport building process and to make sure it's a good fit on, on both ends. We love to do them at our practice. Some people just have people book right away and that's fine too. It's it's honestly your preference. So the time from the client reaching out, the discovery call, and then getting on the schedule was too long. And so what we did was we automated our discovery call system. Cool. Yay for efficiency. Working smarter, not harder. That's right. And then the other one is we're working on our billing system. So we used to just bill once a week and charge cards once a week. And now we're doing it within 24 hours of the appointment. It is a game changer there's less room for human error with that of like, you don't have to think back and be like, oh, like was Monday's appointment, did it end up being 30 minutes or an hour or like, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And it puts a fire under us to do our chart notes right away because Mm. we can't bill until the chart note is done. So. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So I feel like we had a really good um, quarter at Nourish Colorado the only issue is the cash flow stuff, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about numbers in some of our businesses. I didn't think it, well, Nourish Colorado is interesting because it's not only me that it affects to talk about numbers, but also our numbers are all kinds of wonky with the cash flow issue. So I'm not going to go into it there. Totally. But I will move on to Values Driven Group. And we did launch the website. It is gorgeous. I'm obsessed with it. It looks so good. Thank you, Morgan. I increased my prices and that was really important to me because the value I bring and the things that I've been through and the insight I have, I I think is so worth the cost of what I charge. And actually my rates are still on the low end in the business coaching industry. And I want to keep it around there. I I am not one to price gouge or anything like that. I want to be accessible, but I also want to be compensated in a business to business offering kind of way. So I felt really good about that. I've been doing a lot of outreach in the business community, particularly with a lot of therapists, which has been fun to kind of dabble in there because I 
and this is probably an Enneagram seven thing. I don't like feeling trapped of like, I'm down a pigeonhole and I only do this exact work. You know, we talk about being multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So doing some outreach and working with some, some therapists has been really fun and helping with their business too, instead of just dietitians, though. I love my dietitian business coaching clients. They're my favorite and they know it too. I hope, (laughs) um, I did two presentations about hiring dietitians and having a group practice. They were both paid, which was really nice. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. We love those types of presentations. Mm -hmm. And then my revenue total for values driven group up to this date, which is a little bit before Q1 ending, um, which I'm I'm fine with is 11,500. Heck yeah. Feels really dope. That's so good. Congrats on a successful Q1 for launching values driven group. Thank you so much. And I do want to give a caveat of, I wanted to share that number just to be transparent, but also I didn't talk about my expenses. So just know it's not just $11,000 going to my pocket. That'd be dope. But you know, that's not how business works and we have to pay our taxes. It's important. Uh, yes. Yeah. I will also be sharing some numbers and it is strictly revenue, not including taxes, expenses, and how much I paid myself. Absolutely. Just a couple of things that I did in Q1 as well that I was reflecting on before we dive into Morgan stuff is I completed a grad school class. It was stats. So glad it's done. <laughs> You've heard it here before. It's, You've been it's on the like journey. I talked about it. Yes. Um, I did go on a climbing trip in Mexico, even though it was the beginning of the year and it was a bit stressful. It's also a huge privilege and it was an amazing experience to be able to go do that. So I'm really, that was a win of Q1. And when I was out, my businesses didn't flop, which is great. That's always the hope and the fear. And the hard thing about Q1, I think, is my nervous system has been so out of whack. Like I'm constantly feeling just the sense of, I don't even know how to describe it, but trying to catch my breath. Like, and so that'll be something to talk about in Q2. That's my Q1. Yeah. I feel like the nervous system being out of whack. I have felt that periodically throughout the entrepreneurship journey. I'm curious if this will resonate with you. I feel like it's like me and all my friends are like on the coast of Italy on a boat. They're all enjoying like partying on the boat. And like, I'm out in the water with like those little just arm floaties on. And I'm like, you can see, like, you can see it. Like you can see the future. You can see like getting back to the boat and partying and all of that. But right now you're like stuck in the ocean trying to like figure out how to get back. Oh, Wow. Does that resonate at all with you? <laughs> Maybe that's I, with me. I love that analogy. And it's so true because it's like you're witnessing it happening and you want to, yeah. 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 Where you're like, I know I'm safe. The water's crystal clear. I can see below me. I know a shark's not coming. I know that someone can throw me like a life, like the circular life, not a vest. Life vessel. Vessel. Yeah. There we go. Like, I know I'm safe. I know I'm good. Like people have tabs on me. But it's like, there's something about like that, that heightened nervous system of like, okay, what's next? Yep. 100%. Tell us about your quarter. Tell us about Q1. Woo. Overall would give Q1 a 7.5 out of 10. My Q1 did not start off good. Some personal stuff going on like the last week of December into the first two weeks of January. And I just felt paralyzed. And it was a time where like everything on social media was like planning for Q1, planning for the new year. And I just felt like I couldn't, like my anxiety was so high. And so that just didn't make for a good 
goal setting time, not really great brain space. And so I feel like I, I'm much, I, it feels much better now. I feel like I definitely have a grasp on things that probably took until about February for me to, to fully get back on my feet. And so it was a very interesting start to the, to the quarter, to the year. Whenever I do quarterly planning, I try to look at measurables. So just like three things that I want to measure to like show growth in my business. Sometimes it's like starting a project. Sometimes it's like minor things like adding one email to the nurture series or, and then this year I tried to put numbers to things. There were a few things that impacted that. So specifically for Morgan Sinclair Designs, I've mentioned it before, made it through my first year of entrepreneurship. In order to continue being an entrepreneur, I definitely need to bring in more money to my business. What I what I brought in was great for my first year, but it definitely wasn't enough money to pay myself to like live a, a sustainable life. And so I was like, let me pick a random percentage increase for my revenue. And I was like, 15% sounds good. Kind of pulled that number out of my butt. Um, that was, so that was one of my measurables for Morgan Sinclair Designs. Part of that was like, if I can measure my revenue percent increase, it would make me feel like, quote unquote, more official, which it hasn't really. I mean, it kind of has, but I think I was doing that out of more of like a fear-based mindset than like a growth-based mindset. Ooh. Yeah. I love that topic. Carry on. Add it to the list of, of episodes to do. So that was my, that was one of my measurables. The other two things that I wanted to just keep pulse on in my, in Morgan Sinclair designs was setting up an offboarding process. feel like I've got the whole onboarding process down to a T and hello, Enneagram seven. We're really good at starting things, not great at finishing them. I love all my clients that I work with though. And I, so I just wanted to take a peek at what the offboarding process is like and make sure that they can continue to feel supported even after our work is done maybe not forever because the goal is for them to be able to take their brand and their website and, and implement it in their own marketing strategies. But wanted some, I, I want something that just feels a little bit more nurturing instead of just like a, we're done on this date. Bye type feeling. And then my third thing was I wanted to, I, I don't say I wanted to, my literally measurable three says office hours with a question mark. Don't really know where I was going with that, but I did create the accountability club. So we're just going to kind of tie those together and assume that that's kind of the same thing. For my weight, for weight inclusive business Academy, my intentions for the quarter were to launch five courses, post on Instagram more regularly and pick up my email marketing again. Surprise, surprise. None of those happen. So I'll (laughs) dive into those in a bit. And then for my other two businesses for, well, for the eating expedition, I never, I didn't set intentions and then ended up joining a tech startup, Superbill. And so didn't really have that on my radar because I had no clue what I was doing whenever I got brought on. So those are the only goals slash intentions that I wrote down, mentioned it before, feel like my birthday, which is the end of February is kind of like a reset for my birthday. So uh, January and February are just uh, trial months. Absolutely. It is Morgan's new year at the end of February. And I felt it this year. I felt it a little bit before February was overall a good month. January, glad it's gone. As you were listing out those things, Morgan, I was like, damn, you had a lot of intentions. 
I picked three measurables for each business, which yes, now looking back on it and I'm like, that feels like a lot. And clearly it wasn't sustainable because I didn't do any of those for the weight inclusive business Academy. So my, and my goal is usually like one to three measurables. I think I was in such a, a scared mindset in the beginning when I was setting all these up that I was like, I need to do all of the things and make sure all my eyes are dotted and T's are crossed to make sure this is sustainable. 100%. And I think this is a part of being still new in business, right? Like this is your second year of full-time entrepreneurship. And so you have to like throw the spaghetti at the wall and see like how many noodles actually stick. And so my favorite analogy, <laughs> love no, that analogy, but it's true. Like you don't know what your capacity is until you try something, you shoot your shot and then see what, what you're able to do. And as you gather that information and look at different confounding factors, then you can make goals that and intentions that are more attainable. But I'm with you. I didn't even mention some of the things that I did not get to start that I had intentions to start. So that is a very real experience. Just noted that they're there for sure. Well, and I think it goes back to what you're mentioning about intentions. Like I said, all of these, um, around the same time that I got onboarded to Superbill and my like base hours was like, or what I just estimated I was going to be working with them would be like 10 hours a month and January, February, and now we're even up to where we are in March. Like I've worked consistently more than that. And so it makes sense that I couldn't get to some of those things because workload shifts. There's different seasons, which I know we'll, we'll do a whole episode on of just like seasonality of, of work and being flexible to what comes up and, and constantly keeping like the, the values, your business values specifically too, of like, I love all the work that I'm doing a super bill. And that's, I, I feel good that I was able to spend more hours there and we inclusive business Academy kind of got put on the back burner for this quarter. So tell us what you were able to accomplish. Yes. So with Morgan Sinclair Designs, uh, overall good things that happened in Q1, there was just a lot of consistency with discovery calls and getting clients onboarded. I feel like I really found my flow of number of clients that I want to take at a time. I don't really like working with more than two to three clients at a time. There was one point where I was only taking on one at a time and that definitely wasn't sustainable end of the year, I had six at a time that definitely wasn't sustainable. So found my flow. Uh, as I mentioned in one of the past episode check-ins, I did get fired by a client. So that was definitely a, a low of the quarter, but positive thing that came from it. I revamped my contract that I send to people and that feels really good. And then since I put so much emphasis on revenue, I did pull a few numbers. So I looked at Q1 of last year of 2021 and averaged my months and my average revenue was about $4,800. And then right now I just averaged January and February and that monthly average was 7,000. So definitely hit that 15% increase. I will say we're, you know, a little over halfway through March, nearing the end of the month. Whenever I average March into that, it will bring that down. It just so happened that January and February were, were pretty solid months. Um, I don't think it'll bring it out, bring it down enough to where it'll be below a 15% increase, but it'll definitely, you know, full transparency, we'll, we'll bring it down. So I definitely won't make that much <laughs> in March. Well, and I think with your particular services that you offer, there's such 
ebb and flow around like when you're sending out invoices and like when different parts of the process are done versus doing client work, doing business coaching. Um, over here, it's like, you know, people have their weekly visits or their every other week visits and, and then they get charged day of, or within 24 hours, or at least within the week business coaching, charging, I'm a little bit more flexy with, but, Mm -hmm. um, so it makes sense that you're, you're going to ebb and flow a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, the way I have my contract set up is like 50% due when signing 25% due halfway through 25% due at the end. And so, you know, we have a, a game plan of like the number of weeks and if everything goes to plan, I can predict it, but also life happens. And so sometimes it does take a little bit more time. Um, and so if there is any delay in services together, like I still don't send the invoice until we hit that milestone. And so it might push it, push it back a month or things like that. So yeah, lots of, lots of ebbs and flows with that. Um, I did not set up an offboarding process at all. It's still <laughs> on my to-do list. I did have an intern at the a didactic intern at the end of the year kind of give me some feedback around it. And I tasked them and I was like, if you were to create an offboarding process, what would you include just to like pick their brain and and see their creativity? It's like one of my favorite parts of having an intern is getting to have fresh eyes on things in my business and like get that creative feedback. So that was Morgan Sinclair Designs. For Weight Inclusive Business Academy, as I mentioned, I did not meet any of the intentions that I set. There honestly wasn't a lot of movement within the Weight Inclusive Business Academy. This past month, I did have a dietetic intern with me and I gave her access to my whole branding course because I've actually, I actually put together a whole course two years ago, three years, three years ago, maybe now at this point. And so I have a lot of content there and I've also learned a lot since then. And so I gave her access to all of the old stuff and then gave her a recording of a recent brand strategy call that I did and kind of had her piece everything together with the outline I already had. She did such a good job. I'm, it, she was awesome. She was so thorough with it. And so I feel like I have a good grasp on that moving forward into Q2 to be able to start putting, like actually recording some of that. The other thing that happened so randomly, so I have a specific Instagram for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy. I have not posted on there since November of 2021. So it's been four months since Ooh. I posted. I've gained 527 followers for no reason. I, do, I have no clue where they're coming from. I haven't posted any new content, like not even posting stories. And so I was like, oh, you know, it's probably like bots or whatever that are like following this random account, found me through hashtags I previously used. But every like week I kind of check in on it. And a lot of the handles have like therapy or nutrition or RD or LPC or something in the handle. So I'm like, these are my people. It's been the most bizarre thing. If you were one of those people that started following Weight Inclusive Business Academy, let us know your train of thought. I mean, it's Please. awesome. It's a great problem. It's not a problem, right? It's but it's a great thing to have happen. Totally. Uh, but it is kind of it is always peculiar when you're like, I did nothing. And what I could I did see nothing is related to the podcast, right? Of like people find out about your work, they go to Morgan Sinclair Designs, they click on Weight Inclusive Business Academy, and then they follow your Instagram. I, I don't even have it linked on my website. Well, shit. My I know. No, I, I appreciate. I appreciate the troubleshooting, um, and I only have sixteen posts, so it's not like it's like a ton of really solid content. I don't know. It's it's bizarre to me. I've just accepted it for what it is, and it brings a smile on my face every time I get new followers. So we're just gonna take that as like some weekly joy. 
Yes. Give the people <laughs> that business content they're waiting for in Q2, Morgan. That's I, maybe that's what the universe is telling me. It's time to up the Instagram game for sure. For the eating expedition, I didn't really set any intentions other than knowing that I have my first trip coming up in September. So just, you know, things related to launching that. I officially launched it. I opened up registration in the middle middle to end of January. I currently have six people signed up. There's eight spots total. I know. It's crazy. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Okay. Can I just be honest? Having been a participant on a, on a different kind of trip, my climbing trip was kind of similar, just climbing instead of food and then studying abroad in, um, college. I felt so overwhelmed for you of like, how do you find How are you going to find the people to pay this money to go? And that's my scarcity and like my unknowing of the industry and like, damn, I am so excited for you. And I just like, I'm in awe of your process and the fact that on your first international trip that you launched, you already have six people out of eight, 75% signed up. (laughs) Thank you. I was also scared shitless, like putting it out there. I was like, how am I going to find these people? And I was like, no, Morgan, that's not the, it's not the energy we're putting into the universe. It's actually like, it's actually a decently affordable trip. I know it's a lot of money, so I you know don't want to discredit that, but it comes out to be about $350 a day. That includes all transportation, all lodging, most of your meals and all excursions. Like once you're in the country, like, yes, that's a lot of money, like a lot of money total, but like to travel for $350 a day is like not that bad when Honestly, you factor all that in. That is fantastic. And it takes away the time, right? We talk about resources, time, money energy takes away the time and the energy having to research Italy, unless you're really into that, which is also fine. I'm not, I like, I want to rise to the occasion and do the thing, like have it done for me and I'll be there. Yep. Um, yeah. So for people who don't want to spend that time and energy, that's fantastic. So worth the money to me. That is awesome. Thank you people. Please sign up for Morgan's trip. It's going to be dope. Would love to have you. Yeah. I've just, I've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it, which obviously feels really good. I'm a words of affirmation gal. So just getting that feedback has been awesome. I will say one thing that kind of threw me for a loop is I feel like I've talked about this the most with other eating disorder clinicians that I know. And only two people of the six signed up are, are even remotely related to the eating disorder world. And I was like, and so I'm so thankful for that. Like, I, I, I'm so happy for everyone that signed up and it's been awesome. But that like, I was like, huh, wasn't expecting that. This is really cool. Which means that the marketing that I'm doing is clearly reaching the people it needs to. So that feels good. Absolutely. And the fact that, I mean, a lot of your audience is folks in the eating disorder space. So the fact that some of them are not is good and mm-hmm. kind of expands the pool of people that you can serve with this awesome travel service. like. Yeah. So cool. I will say, obviously we're still keeping COVID in the back of our mind. And so that's been a little just kind of wishy-washy. Like I think, you know, things are moving in the right direction for sure. So I've had to keep tabs on that. And then now currently with the war that's happening in Ukraine, just how that's Mm -hmm. impacting travel, having to keep tabs on that as well. Um, Obviously with Italy being a lot closer to Ukraine, managing, just navigating those dynamics. I'm very thankful I have are two like travel guides in Italy that like live there and and very much know how things are being impacted in Italy that I, and I totally trust them to make the best judgment call 
Um, but just, yeah, you know, world things that are impacting travel right now, just having to, having to make tough decisions related to those. Absolutely. And if you listeners have the means, please donate to folks in Ukraine through absolutely verified services. Like the shit going on over there is absolutely atrocious and awful. It's awful. We did put some links in our email that went out. Um, so if you're needing a, a place to start for, for donating and just learning more about that, that would be a good place to start. Absolutely. And then the last thing that I had going on this quarter was joining the Superbill team, which was not even on my radar Q4 of last year. Funny how things change. So I got brought on mainly as a consultant. The role has kind of has has fully shifted into being their lead marketing strategist. So the team that I work with are the two co-founders, Sam and Harrison. They're both software engineers who are passionate about the mental health space. And so I got brought on as someone who has worked in the mental health space and also has background in business and marketing. And so I have gotten to build their marketing strategy from the ground up, which has been so fun. So fun. It's bringing everything together that I know. It's pulling on things that I've learned in my past corporate role, doing clinical outreach for a treatment center, gotten to bring someone else on the team to help with provider outreach, to assist the marketing. It's just been really, really awesome. I love the startup world so much. I wasn't expecting to love it this much, and I do. Well, and we talked about how cool it is to be like, I'm part of a San Fran startup, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It feels so cool. It's one of those things where I was like, I feel like my personality would thrive in a startup space, but I feel like it's also one of those things that you know, you can get burnt out pretty quickly. And I will say that's one thing that I'm just keeping pulse on is like in the startup world, in any startup world, things change very quickly and like they happen really quickly. And so part of me just like thrives off of that. But part of me too is like, okay, where can I find consistency within this? Which I think having my hand in all the other cookie jars that feel a little bit more consistent and not quite as new is helping balance all that out. Yeah, it can definitely be volatile, like up and down, Yeah. Very quick transitions. Totally. Yep. But those are all of the things that I have my own hand in. And then we want to do a little recap of the pod. (laughs) Speaking of startups, um, (laughs) actually, (laughs) it's been such a whirlwind and a really good one at that. So we launched the podcast end ish of December. So it did start a little bit before Q1. And I, I think the overall thing that I can describe from the experience is just, it's been so life-giving. It is really fun to be here and talking. And I mean, when Morgan and I are just sitting here shooting the shit about business stuff, it, sometimes I forget we're recording which know, for better too. or for worse. Then I start doing <laughs> weird shit and everybody figures out how weird I am, but it's been a really fun project. And I don't know that we had a ton of intentions that were strictly outlined because we were just in it doing the things, but I felt things kept unfolding of like, oh, we need to make a podcast schedule. Oh, we need to have a template for our flow of systems. Oh, we need to come up with like a list of ideas for what we want to record on. And we're kind of naturals. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) We're like hit our stride. We do. We like have an idea, open up a Google doc and just like crank it out. 
like it's like silent. You can just hear both of us just like typing in the Google Doc together. And then we stop and we're like, damn, that was good. <laughs> Picasso, a work of art. There's some TikTok references in there. <laughs> All right, Picasso. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. But you nailed it. it this, this business venture has been so life-giving a good chunk of that is just the joy that I get of getting to like end every week. Cause we record on Fridays. And so just getting to end the week, doing a reflection, getting to talk to you. We usually like catch each other up on our personal lives before we hit record. It just, it feels so life-giving, so wholesome and just so manageable. Like I, cause I, you're right. We didn't really set a ton of intentions. We're just like, let's kind of figure this out as we go for a little bit. And we have solid systems in place. We put together like our media kit for sponsors. We have our first two sponsors, which you've already started hearing, uh, one of them with, uh, Heather Kaplan and the weight and, uh, weight inclusive nutrition and dietetics or wind spring symposium. And yeah, everything just has felt really good. I feel like division of workload has been really good. I felt on top of everything, like with our Asana task list, it just, it feels good all, all around. It does. I know for me, um, part of my role in the pod is doing the newsletter and, um, which you've been crushing. Yes. And so I'm really proud of myself for being consistent with that. It took a little bit. I had some weeks in the beginning where I was like, fuck, okay, I got to like figure out. Cause the thing to me, that's the most confusing is like, we record essentially 12 days before it launches. Is that my math's Uh, probably off nine days, 10 days, nine days. days. Yes. Nine or 10 days. (laughs) Somewhere in there. So we record on Fridays and then it launches the following Monday. If we're like in our flow. And so when I was sending out newsletters, I could not wrap my head around like what content I was supposed to be <laughs> putting in the newsletter, but I figured it out. Woo! And if you're not on our list, get on our list because we're talking about the podcast of the week. We have funny memes and we also um, have like our business favorites mm-hmm. in there. So you can see some of the things we use in our practice. They do contain affiliate links sometimes, just full disclaimer. Yep. And then we also have our accountability corner where we're talking about shit that we fucked up or things that people need to have awareness around. So, um, a couple weeks ago, by the time you hear this episode, we did a, a blurb on what had been going on in the haze space and things that you can do to support folks that were impacted by oppression and white supremacy, things like that. Yes. I know I said I was going to give my Q1 a 7.5 out of 10, honestly, podcasts, I'm going to give like a 9.8 out of 10 and I'm only taking off 0.2 because it really did take me a long time to edit last week's episode. But this one is shaping up to be much shorter. So we're doing good. Yes, it is. So I, I hope this episode shows that it's important to take the time to reflect on what you accomplished. I know last year I did not do a good job of doing that in real time. I think I waited till the end of the year and I was like, what did I do this year? So having this podcast as accountability because it's a, it's a podcast episode, right? To be able to talk about this stuff feels really, really nice to be able to reflect, especially verbally. I don't know how you're feeling Morgan, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I feel really good. I definitely was like, okay, that was Q1 ready for Q2. So definitely going to have to spend some time 
mapping out some projections for Q2, which will be a future podcast episode. Spoiler alert. You heard it here, folks. But this was really fun. I'm I'm really glad we did this. I do have a download, which we can put in the show notes that I use to kind of keep track of what my quarterly measurables are, as well as what my quarterly goals are with also reflecting on the quarter prior and the quarter upcoming, just as a space to put future things that you want to work on. If you know, you're not going to get it this, get to it this quarter. This was a really fun episode. I'm, I'm glad we did this. I, it, it feels good to be able to share things. And I hope this can also be a little, a reminder and a space for you to reflect on your own business and your own goals that you had maybe even just mentally set and what you got accomplished this past quarter. Absolutely. And earlier in the year, we did do an episode on goals for the new year. Oh, you're right. We did. Yeah. So we'll link that in the show notes. If you want to go back and listen, whether it's a new year, new quarter, new week, I think that episode could be helpful. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast and add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who can use support and pep talks. See you next week. Bye everyone.